0: Well, here we are, the final episode in this series. If I've scheduled this right, it's probably coming out a week early on the 31st of December. Last week's was on Christmas Eve. So Happy New Year, if you're listening at this moment in time. Otherwise, Happy 2021. I'm stopping this because I need my life back. I need my evenings back. I've been at this now 20 months. I spend... Sunday nights, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, sometimes Wednesday nights, editing these week after week, month after month. And I need this time now to spend on other projects. That's not to say there won't be any more adventures in Middle Earth. We're still playing that actively every couple of weeks on a Sunday. So I might release the odd one-off, but mainly this channel now, the podcast will be around Rollmaster, my favorite role-playing system. And especially when Rollmaster Unified comes out. Anyway, thank you very much for sticking with this. Had a number of regular watchers, and nice to be able to see the viewing figures have gone up and up and up as time's gone by. So let's do this one last time. This is an Adventures in Middle-Earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You'll find links to that and other forms of media for our sessions as well as an index of this episode in the description. This episode has jump cuts to keep the run time down. Previously, the Fellowship intends to make the Festival of the Five Armies in Dale, but to do so requires riding through tough terrain and lawless hills first, before the more pastoral lands closer to the city. We join them as they leave Rowanhold.
1: A little despondent. Uh, you wish everyone well. You discuss the what you found in as much detail for Galvara, and then you said to decide to push on. After about well, midway through the next day, you get to north of the forest gate, which is the start of the elf path, and you kind of revisit that for old times' sake, and being there for a, about a year. And looking through the forest gate along the elf path, it definitely looks more grown and overgrown than it was when you risk traveling it and you probably think you're wise with horses not to go that route now um, so you push on and the that isolated tree just above it mm-hmm. is actually a small a small wood um, so it's not really part of mirkwood it's it's isolated and and the trees here unlike the dark tangled trees of murkwood, aren't like that and a little light makes it through the canopy as you're traveling through it. And you recall, Arahad, that this and, and hath that this place was called the Elfwood. So this would have been part of the great woodland realm of centuries ago. A little bit of light maybe remains in this part of the wood versus the rest of Mirkwood to the east. You're discovering loads of fascinating snippets. Think about travel. There you go. Share that record as well. So you can have a gander at that if you want to. OK, so that was the Elfwood now you are in the basically the elfwood as the start of your toughest part of the journey. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so the east upper vales. So, John, I've got natural watchfulness,
2: which says when traveling, exploring, or resting, you've learned to constantly pay attention to the sights and sounds of the world about you, even. When, oh, when in the wilderness your proficiency bonus of perception is doubled if you're proficient in perception so can i be does that mean can i be sort of extra watchful as we enter this rather more dangerous area
1: yeah absolutely so you're i think your perception bonus at fifth level is plus three so you get an additional plus three on perception checks in yeah. but only in the wilderness though yeah so as okay. you as you're going into the east upper vales the scenery changes so the east side of of the white anduin which is what the upper anduin is called and white because it's much more um much more rapids on this part of the river is a grim wold of scrub trees and rocky soil it makes for poor farmland in days of old this was the eastern frontier of I- ethiod and it was called the east mark back then it was thickly forested but the horse people were hungry for timber to build their long houses and their axes bit deep into murkwood, as the ancestors had done in the bite far to the south to the north, the forest falls away and the vales of Anduin open up into the narrows of the shadows in the shadows of the grey mountains. No one lives here, not even along the eaves of the forest, as everyone fears its darkness. Northern Mirkwood is a tangled forest full of perils and monsters, and they're wise to fear the shadows of the trees. The only travelers who brave this land are taciturn dwarves and traders hurrying west from Esgrothendale. So most of the people you'll be meeting up here, would we'll not be farmers, they won't live here, they're literally just forced to travel through the Grey Mountain Narrows and down the East Upper Vales. Yep. Um, the riverbanks and the Southern Vales, by contrast, are more fertile. To so this area here, there are some sparse human settlements. So they're home to much more hardy people. And the land here is twisted and buckled like a thrashing snake with many deep-sided valleys divided by narrow stone ridges in place tall piles or pinnacles of stones rise above the grounds so it's imagine lots of lone trees ravines root covered walls scattered rocks like huge boulders up here many more steep slopes and old stone pillars from some long forgotten civilization Um, it's a, a very different part of the vale than you've been to before okay so you start your travel the going is tough your horses aren't liking it they're not used to this they're used to kind of running free on grassland there are probably not much more than a hundred yards at a time. You can do more than just walk them, and you you find the going is slow. Give me an exhaustion saving throw at. You had a terrible set of rolls here, guys. Uh, no, actually, and it'll be when you when you've gone a hundred miles. So, sorry, don't give me a, a saving throw yet. You're traveling as as you've you've gone for a couple of days, uh, and your your speed. Uh, is much much reduced and you can tell why this is going to take such a long time you end up camping on the second day in a it's a hollow but it's quite flat compared with the rest of the ravined area that you've been traveling through um, which is kind of why you decided to camp here it's a very very strange feeling you get during the night while you're camping and you get up with an itch in the back of your neck moaning to investigate because this is something wrong. You just sense something's wrong with your campsite. And you you discover that this is, must be in a burial site. There are mounds around you like barrows, but about four or five of them. And they're much smaller than the barriers you've seen in the veils. You have horrible dark thoughts as you walk around these barrows at night. You can't sleep you get more and more and more anxious and the thoughts turn so dark You, your comrades are really concerned about you in the morning and you've gained two points of shadow from Jeez. the evil thoughts that you had around here. Hathus, and Arahad, you have exactly the un- opposite inspiration of what happened around here. You find it quite uplifting to think that an ancient civilization cared sufficiently for their... They're, they're dead to erect these pretty large bits of construction for them. And you end up gaining one point of inspiration, Hathers and Arahant do. Uh, cool. So, yeah, really strange. sigma. you weren't affected by any of this. You kind of just happily camped, cooked some breakfast, and got up. And you did notice that the Monin is, I mean, he mutters to himself quite a lot anyway, but it was, it's really dark thoughts he was sharing out loud which is really concerning to you. Okay, uh, unfortunately, as you travel for a few more days, Hathas and Arahad get very, very wearied, and they gain a point of exhaustion. What does that do?
3: Oh, you don't want to know.
1: You don't want exhaustion. That's all you need to know. I will drag it to... You're You're disadvantaged on everything, Matt. Arahad, mm. and I will drag it to...
0: One of your caches, one of your little secret places, Matt. <sighs>
1: so, right, basically, yes. any ability check you make
0: now, uh, you're going to get disadvantage on. Doesn't he have we some do. kind of like ability to find little hidden sanctuaries?
2: Well, I think I might have to be in an area I know, which we
1: now in the Grey Mountain Narrows, yeah, you sure. are now in the Grey Mountain Narrows, yeah. So that happened roughly where you are, X marks the spot territory. You'd passed uh, so as you left oh, that, That's still the of Vales though, isn't it? Yeah, it is the of Vales, sorry. Is that a place you know? It might be. I think it was, yeah, but I need to just check. So check your yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you put it as in. So you know this, it's on your notes. Oh, no, it's not, unfortunately. No, no it is it's at the bottom of your notes tab yeah no it's there but I don't, oh. unfortunately i don't know it okay gotcha you. so you, you are aware through vague reading that this area as you go up separating the vales to the kind of hills that you can see a lot more rolling hills and actually massive mountain range beginning to loom uh, the further you're traveling up there this is called the mouth of dust uh, and it refers to the path that leads out of the vales of anduin and into the Horrible narrows between Mirkwood and the Grey Mountains. So I'll share that pin with you. Yeah, so you're getting tired. You're feeling pretty grim. You're determined to get there, and your pace isn't slowing dramatically at the moment, but you are not in a good spot, really. You travel on for a few more days, cross a very shallow ford across the Forest River, uh, and you're now into the Grey Mountain narrows proper. It's a, lo- a strip of land that separates Mirkwood from the Grey Mountains. It's very, very long, very, very similar scenery all the way along, extending maybe 60 leagues from the riverbank to the Greyland to the west to the flat bale ends to the east. While the region is probably 20 to 30 miles wide for most of its length, it's tapers to little more than 10 miles where the mountains and the forests uh, almost meet at its opposite ends known as the Narrows East and West Gaps. And this is the fairly bleak terrain that you can you're traveling through now looks nice looks lovely looks really easy to travel on horseback the slopes of the gray mountains are an inhospitable waste and you know this moaning from the before the battle of the five armies crushed the might of the goblins to the north the arrow was described as simply stiff with them i mean it was it was known to just harbor hundreds and hundreds of goblins out of the gray mountains they, they kind of made their homes in the narrows and traveling into the woods uh, to raid elves and stuff that's to dropped massively since the battle it offers a safer alternative to the dreadful pathways under the trees which is why it's traveled but it's still not completely safe Uh, but it still remains dangerous and cheerless barren and very cold in winter its climate is made only slightly more bearable by the protection offered by the mountain range itself as the rocky barrier shields the area from the fury of the northern winds near the region's western gap just below the forest river the hills grow taller rising to meet a great spur of the gray mountains that bends round to the southwest. At the feet of the Rocky Spur, a winding trail crosses the gap from the south. Uh, And it's a trading road, a a long path that meanders along the stony hills and the dales of of the Narrows. So you're traveling that way now. You're following that. Kept in good repair for many long years. This great road saw traffic decline dramatically (coughs) after the coming of Smaug. And the stone bridge that used to cross the Forest River collapsed during the Fell winter of 2911. So today it's raging waters can only be crossed Safety further away from the mountains where the river enters Mirkwood. Here, the stream runs both swift and deep, but its banks are lined with trees, and travelers can use ropes to get across. And as the road travels east, the landscape becomes harsher still uh, until you can see the, the kind of area you are now. It's, it's particularly grim. The wind is brutal, there's, a, there's sleet in the rain, the sun is bleak here, and you go through d- days where fog descends and mist descends, making it almost impossible to see more than a quarter of a mile. Freezing cold. I mean, this is the kind of sense you get here. A lot of boulders uh, and some of the massive lone trees, rocky edges, a lot of rubble, scattered rocks and varied slopes. And your horses are finding it very, very tough going. Grim. It is grim all around. So you continue travelling for a few days of that kind of scenery. It's utterly horrible. And you're all getting cold, miserable, a bit fractious. The hunting's not as good, so you're, you've gone for a few days where you've only had scraps of a leftover meal from the day before, uh, not proper food, not being hot food. Um, it is generally pretty grim all round. And to make matters worse, as you get to that sort of area where you are on the map, you estimate probably still a few days before you get into the Northern Dalelands, ha- uh, Sigma, your horse pulls up and whinnies loudly, uh, on a on a particularly rough sort of gravelly scree slope, what do you want to do? So, hop off, stop, take a look at the horse. See yeah.
3: the horse has yeah. thrown a thrown a hoof or got a stone in its hoof. But um, such horsed, horseness?
1: Yeah, so you can see that the horseshoe has come loose. A couple of the the nails are missing, and it's it looks like it's. So uh, sure. Loosen it's probably causing a lot of discomfort to the horse. Is that the kind of thing you can
3: hammer back on, uh, Moaning?
1: so you couldn't do that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a good enough fire going. I might be able to. I suppose I might melt some iron down or something and try and reshoot.
1: So you, your best bet, actually, um, you, I don't know you don't need an insight effort for this. Your best bet is probably to remove the shoe completely. Yeah, if the
3: shoe's causing it discomfort, then take it off. It's got hooves
1: and probably do the same with its other foot so it's not unbalanced. Yes, it's unbalanced.
3: Um, otherwise it won't corner very
1: well. <laughs> so do you have your blacksmithing any blacksmithing equipment with you, Monin? No, I've got nothing like a forge or anything. No, I'm just thinking like any tools, hammers or
0: Oh yeah, I've got um it says here. Artisan artisan anvil, I've got got your anvil with you.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're you're to have sufficient property to to remove that. Just to try and calm it
3: and sort of hold it the animal.
1: Yeah, like so he's trying to assist. So you're trying to calm yeah. the animal. Is anyone, uh, Monin, you're doing, I guess, some sort of artisan skill check with your tools. Mm-hmm. Anyone else try to help Paul Sigmile's horse? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll try and calm it down as well. So if you succeed in a role, no, sorry, help will give, um, Hathor's advantage on an animal handling check. Okay. Okay, so um, if, so give me a, an animal handling check at advantage, Hathis, just to hold the horse steady because it's going to be uncomfortable for it. So advantage is checked. Oh,
3: oh, that negates the, because um, I've got exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, they negate. So, yeah, 22, John.
1: That's great. So you, you managed to keep the horse very calm. Um, it's looking anxiously down at its front front leg. Um, and it's, you can tell now it's, it's kind of raising it in the air. Let's see how effective Moonin's Smithing type of work is to remove it. That was fine. Okay, Monin, you um, you managed to use um, a metal file that you had to leave the uh, shoe off, and you don't know much about horse who's but how this reassures you that actually it's basically just cartilage and stuff, so it's like bone, so it's not going to actually hurt it. And you leave it off, it takes a bit of effort, sweating by the end of it, and you've got the, horse, the, the shoe raised kind of gripping with one hand and um and leaving off with the other but you do manage to remove it you don't see a way of getting in the other shoe off so the horse is not it's not lame anymore but it's um uh, slightly slightly favoring it and you obviously need to get it reshod when you get to dale but that's good you you've succeeded so um you that gives you a, a bonus on the arrival roll, which i yes. need to check with you so <laughs> congrats you managed to get it back on the road fairly quickly Ooh. So. I'll let you guys vote on so someone can get inspiration for reshoeing the horse. I've already got two, so no good to me. I'm full. Arrowhead. I'm I'm maxed out as well. Sigma. Sigma. Would you like an inspiration? No, thanks. Have a perspiration. Sigmar's <laughs> Sigma Sigma's inspired by the fine dwarven dwarven handiwork. All, uh, mixed, my, all well, maxed out now, aren't we? Yeah. Mm.
0: Didn't feel like right right using it on crows. And <laughs> no, that's true. Right. Uh,
1: you carry on. Fortunately, you make it uneventfully onto the plains of Dale, uh, around Dale, the northern Dalelands. So this is Phew. actually been to before. And you know, as, you, as you're getting out of the narrows, this is more cultivated. There's a lot more Northmen living up here now. Smau- the threat of Smaug is gone. And you're quite encouraged to see the amount of um, civilization growing up. Farmsteads that look pretty well defended. Uh, so from the withered heath in the north to the southlands where the river running meets the red water, there was once villages and towns loyal to the house of Girion. No land grew more prosperous under his rule than the northern dale and the fertile land north of, west of dale. Long fields of rich soil gave plenty of those who tended this land. And the only shadow upon the land was that which came from the setting sun. When the dragon made his lair in the Lonely Mountain, however, the Dowlands became known as the Desolation of Smaug. The land became bleak and barren, and the soil tainted only a little, grass endured, and bush and tree were reduced to broken and blackened stumps. All around the mountain was silence, as though the birds and insects were afraid to wake the dragon. With the death of Smaug, however, the land has begun to heal. Birdsong fills the skies once more, and the land has burst into new life. Green grasses and fields of vibrant flowers surround the lonely mountain anew. Songbirds nest in the thickets and game has returned to the rolling hills. That's um, good. Bardings are returning here as well, so people people from the lands around the mountain are, are willing to go and settle resettle the desolation, which is really good to see. And it's it's hilarious. As you get to here, about here, about a day away now, and you the going's much, much better. It's only going to take you probably two, three days from the edge of the narrows. All the way to Dale, you encounter Gandalf again, riding up. No joke, three three times, wow. riding up behind you, very very fast. Wow. Uh, and he doesn't even stop this time. Ah, oh, splendid to see you, fellas. Nearly there, and he's last like, one is a strawberry. Only only a day together, and then he he's off, and it's like you cannot believe how fast his horse is moving. It's astonishing. It was like. Like a fast gallop, but three times as fast as that. It looks. It's uh, it's very quick, and you kind of see him disappear over a hill, and you can still hear the thundering hooves uh, as he as he disappears disappears into a valley beyond. Bloody boy races. Um, <laughs> not many. Uh, only one day later, you arrive in Dale. Congratulations on surviving it. Your overarching journey for this part was not should we say not ideal. You arrived feeling. Pretty low, your. Yeah, sorry. So uh, give me a second uh, exhaustion check, everyone. Which is, uh, sorry, this time your modifier is minus one and the DC is 18.
3: Cool. Holy crap. And those of us that are exhausted, we're at disadvantage, are we?
1: Whoa, Moni made it. So those of you who are uh, exhausted, this time your movement will suffer as well. Are if we at already,
3: disadvantage because of the initial?
1: Oh yeah, that would still apply. Yeah.
3: Uh, minus one, and this is a con save. Oh no chance.
1: You need two matted rolls. Uh, did, did you say at disadvantage as well? Um, so uh, only your skill checks are at disadvantage. You're saving. Okay, yeah. So okay. unfortunately, yeah, you gain another level of exhaustion. Oh. <laughs> you're okay. Ah. Oh. not for Sigma. Sigma nail it. Um, so the only person get gains exhaustion, unfortunately, is hathus
3: My aching bones are too
1: old for this. Uh, but you do arrive in Dale, so...
0: Dale Schmael. Don't worry, Hathus. I'm leaving the car. Sorry to
1: If you remember... Uh, i not sure if you remember Dale. Do you remember the map of Dale? Because you've been here before. Uh, and you know it really well. I think you came from Dale. Is that right? Neil, Sigma came from Dell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll share this map with you, um, so you can see because you'll know you'll know the whole district. I put a pin there on the right-hand side, Neil, which is where your father's house is. Okay. So you've got options to stay there. If you recall, you were arranging to meet in. I'm not sure it's even on here.
3: Maps. I there was a letter from the door.
1: A drunken there? Stone, that was it. So you you'd arranged to meet your brother Monin in the Drunken Stone, mm-hmm. and also you said if the despondent traveller from the East Bight he was coming up to try and drum up some help from from this festival after not getting any from the folk moot. If he was he was around, he would meet you at the Drunken Stone as well.
0: Sounds like a good place to go for. <laughs>
1: Uh, You know where that is. Um, It's down in this area. Down here is where the Drunken Stone is. That pin there, and I'll just share that with you.
3: Does Dale feel like it's changed much in the whatever it is, year or two since we were last here? Has it grown and is more bustling and more cosmopolitan kind of thing?
1: More, more people. um, Much more repairs have been done, Uh, and it's almost looking. I mean, you've known Dale really well, Sigma. I wouldn't say quite back to its former glory, but it's 80% back to its former glory. You know this inn, historically Sigmar, was one of the first inns built in Dale. Uh, It was originally called the New Inn. It's not called the New Inn anymore. It's called the Drunken Stone. And as you go in, you can remember the story of the man who bought it. There's a fella called Skellild, and he changed its name. So the sign hanging outside depicts the fabled Arkenstone above a mug of beer, and you, you know your brother chose this place because it's favoured by dwarves who travelled to Dale because of their the links to the dwarves, and Skellid himself is a, a friend of the dwarves. Uh, and you're, you're likely to find many dwarves in here wetting their beards with with ale. It's pretty good as a, as a tavern. Excellent. Okay, so you head on in, and you come across none other but... Gandalf. A, no, a one-eyed dwarf who you immediately recognise as your brother. It looks like he's been drinking solidly for a couple of hours already. It's um, early evening now. And he recognises you immediately, guts up with a big gruff hail. Hello, brother! From the far side of the bar. And he said, get your eyes out of his to our Starting without me. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do the rest of you do?
0: As you go in. Oh, uh, Moen's going to introduce his friends before you say anything. This here's Sigmar's. Sigmar. Sigmar, I might not use sure his surname. Man of, man of many talents. Hath is here. Don't let the age fool you. Man is a, a, a lethal with that stick of his Is that big stick. And here's Arahad. <laughs> Arahad will lead you around the, around all the trails and everywhere. These are good people to me. Good friends of mine.
1: Thanks you meet you, lads. Uh, pull up some chairs. Friend of my brother's, a friend of mine it looks like he basically gruffly says you lads can piss off now as my brother here to the dwarves he was sitting with um, <laughs> and you all kind of they grumble a bit fight there's plenty of tables in here there they're getting to another one you so skeletal skeletal text takes your your details and inquires about rooms and he said um if we have rooms a bit more expensive than more, normal lads and you'll have to share but there's not a lot in town at the moment do you want one yes please "Aye."
0: How much is your uh, best that'll, one?
1: That'll be uh, the best one. Uh, well, that'll be two silver, two silver for the room per night. I have that one. All right. He uh, he thanks you. uh Kicks his wife out of the, the master bedroom. <laughs> 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 You're in the stable, love. He is so a young woman and probably in her early 20s and um, a slightly older guy come over, grab saddlebags and other accoutrements you've got and bustle upstairs with them carrying them to the room come back downstairs and you're surprised actually sigmark you know uh, you know dale pretty well but the quality of the key on the door is pretty good um that they they give you so they said yeah door's locked here i'll lock it when you go out and who should i give it to i guess monon you've paid so and you look wealthy so they they give you the key moment cool um so we, we we all live in one room then yeah, they don't have enough space oh, for
0: oh, separate rooms. Okay. No problem. Last time we were here, we, we were all sh- sk- kipping on Sigmar's parents' f- uh, floor. I think. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> gone up, uh, I moved uh, up in the world. Tenement
1: <laughs> block. Yeah, you were on the floor. You come up in the world. Today.
0: <laughs> so someone <when> will try <laughs> and oh, sit down <laughs> with his brother. Will sit down with his brother and he'll say, "Here, here, look, 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 come here," and he'll he'll conspiratorily bring him forward and he'll show him the gold pieces from Casadun. Look, I need to exchange these for normal gold. Hold oh, the, oh, the old man over there. Oh, my gold piece! 'Cause he gave me one because I didn't want to really have these gold pieces going into other people's hands. So if he can rustle me up some uh, normal gold coins, so I can swap these for them.
3: Where'd you get those from?
0: I tell you all about it. That place, you know that letter I sent you? That place? That's a that's above a whole old uh dwarven mine. Good good iron ore in there, and some silver.
1: You're tweaking my beard.
0: No, no, no. Hey, give me another hour there. I'll tell you more. Give me some more ale.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Monin didn't learn his lesson with the cider. And uh, by about 9, 10 or 10 p.m., Monin's got his horn out. His brother's actually got quite a good singing voice. And you haven't used to play together quite a lot as, as young men around around the fire and drinking beers. And uh, you're back to those old days. You're actually the dwarves in here, you're playing a lot of dwarven songs in, in Kuzdal, which people who don't speak it don't know it. But it's a very, very relentless smashing of mugs on the table type of beat which the, the dwarves are doing and having an absolute blast skull, skull, skull. you've told him you've told him the tale of the of the mine he's very excited to meet potentially to offer some help from the clan and he's going to resolve to go and talk to the old man and then go go down and uh meet up with heartfast i'm really excited about that and he uh, he's uh, he asks you as many details as possible but as the beer goes down and the tails gradually dry up the thing the singing starts and after two hours solid of this even Hathis's normally happy demeanor is uh, getting a bit
3: i've got two levels of exhaustion he's just face down in his pint <laughs> blowing mm. bubbles <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah hathas Hath- 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 goes to bed fairly early um yeah, uh, to-, to lie really down handy. um so Sigma, did you want to see your dad while, while you're here, or do, are you okay to spend the night in the tavern?
4: It's it's a it's a fairly cold um, relationship. Uh, so if he has reason yeah, to go no. and visit him, he will. Otherwise, no, he's having to spend time in the tavern.
1: No, no real reason necessarily. So okay, you end up going to bed, lock the door, no no problems at night, and you wake feeling. Some of the aches and pains disappeared from your uh, from your time on the on the road. What do I do about your exhaustion? I'm going to say it, because it's such a, a nice it this gives you the benefit of long rest. So.
0: We'll give um, Hather's the best bed as well. Oh yeah,
3: Hather's bags
0: you that. Yeah, Hather's was in, but,
3: but it sprawled <laughs> around <laughs> on it. So you came upstairs.
1: <laughs> You're feeling slightly better, which is obviously a good thing.
0: Did he manage to swap the gold? I suppose not. Nobody would be carrying that much gold. No, not yeah. It's going
1: to take a little bit of time to do that. So, how yeah, many how many gold is it that you're looking to swap? Eight coins. Eight. Okay. Yeah, it's going to. So, you know, there are moneylenders in um, in Dale, or Sigma knows that. Fairly underhand, typically. Your best bet maybe to try and find a wealthy merchant to to not get fleeced. So.
0: Well, I'm hoping he goes to the dad and says, look, you know, I've got these heirloom coins. Heirloom uh, your father, you mean? Or yeah, Martin? yeah, because basically the whole point is to try and keep them within the dwarven sort of uh, clans okay. so they don't go down anywhere else.
1: Yeah, so your, your, your father, um, so your brother and his entourage, your father wasn't staying in the Drunken Stone; he was staying in an even nicer place in town. Um, up on, I think it's up in Ravensgate, which is kind of the north you meet him the next day hadn't really changed from your memory still gruff old rough old bastard very much the family patriarch moaning grunts a bit non-committally when he shows your coins but you can tell he's really intrigued uh despite not really giving the game away and he's happy to swap out the coins he said uh leave him with me son uh i'll look into look into this and you say heartfast the fella to speak with in Mountain hall is that right
0: Aye, da, but uh, just remember, once upon a time it was dwarvish, so you might be able to hold that over him. He's he's nice enough, he's good enough, just so you know that.
1: Yeah, don't you worry, I'll, um, teaching your grandfather to suck eggs here, I've negotiated more mine contracts than you've had years of life, son, so uh, I'll be all right there. I glad to yeah. be back. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, thanks dad, yeah, lovely to see you as well. Yeah, you spend a bit of, a bit of time with him. He kind of updates you on the on the clan. They're doing pretty well. Erebor is absolutely thriving. New mines being opened there all the time. And he's saying, to be honest, there's such wealth wealth we're gathering up there. I'm not sure it's going to be years until we get down to Mountain Hall. What well, what was in the mines there? From what you're reading? It was like there might be some silver in there. Is that right?
0: And just uh, mainly uh, ang iron, with a bit of silver. A bit of that that stuff with tin-like stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, maybe we're sending a small contingent down They May need to show a bit of willing to help our our human men friends out. Yeah, leave it with me.
0: We're sending some young'uns, because there's some goblins down there, Kevin, that wet their teeth up there. Oh, sorry, down there.
1: Goblins? Yeah. yeah, that might be helpful. How many men does Hathas have? Like Hathurs. warriors for himself. Hathers hasn't got it. Oh, <laughs> the Hathurs, other old it's bastard. It's like t- how many it? warriors does Hardfast have? 20, is it? Yeah, it's about, about that number. It's pretty small. Uh, about about a score at okay. the most. Yeah, he may value that. That may be helpful to him.
0: And I'll tell you, that's one one of the worst fortresses in, I've ever seen. Every time you stay there's some kind of nighttime visitor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you. you Convey all the information you've got. It looks like he's already drawing up plans there for nefarious activities. So this is what the in the Drunken Stone looks like. You're all inside. Oh, I think I put line of sight on that map as well. So it's a it's a cool old inn. I'll put... If you move yourselves outside of it. Well, I don't think you can do that. that has no. got
3: horse brasses on the wall and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, it's very nice. And that's where you met Throne in. So you, you're here for a couple of days before the festival gets started you begrudgingly do end up going to talk to your dad and he's the is the same mean-spirited bastard that you remembered as, as from your like younger younger days grim tradesman just lives to do his work have a meager dinner get a bed repeat for six days a week go for some walks that's about all he does but he's gruffly says well, lad, uh, hang on a minute. Where is it? And he like hunts around in the back of a meagre cupboard. Oh, here it is. And there's a a browning, yellowing letter with a with a green wax seal on the back. Just said uh, says Sigma. And he said, "That's that's your son. That came for you in oh god, 47, I think, like last year. Came from where? I don't know. He didn't open it. It's yours." Who delivered it? One of your pals from when you used to live here, I think. I remember the fella's name. I did recognise him, though. Got a beard now. I'll hold it
4: at arm's length and open it very carefully with the tip of the dagger. <laughs> 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 Boom. <like> my friends. <laughs> Let me see if I
1: can share this just with you. Oh, I don't think I can. Um, yeah, I think I'll have to share it. Are you OK with me sharing this with everyone, Neil? Yeah. So
0: this is this is the note. <laughs> the note reads, 2947. Sigmar, I hope your extended absence from Dale has not been in vain. Still hunting the gold that seemed so elusive when we were lads. Well, I'm still hunting, but we're now hunting for dragons, not minnows. If you once were a share with some of the old crew, look me up in the shipyard docks in Escaroth. I go by the name of the eel these days. Your friend, Malika.
1: So Malika was, you, you remembered him... When you were like probably from about the age of 13, 14, you're never wealthy. You grew up on the streets of Dale, always had the threat of the the dragon. So it was like, imagine like living in a war-torn city. That's kind of how your upbringing was. So there was always scams and schemes going on with the kids to basically get things like food and shoes and stuff like that. Malachi, you remember being a, probably even a, as as proficient a rogue as you are thieving bastard he he tend to be the the leader of your gang of kids he was a couple of years older than you you looked up to him quite a lot as like 13 14 year old he seemed like a a, a an adult really to you then but he was never that friendly he d- demanded a tithe from all of the people that were in his gang all that kind of stuff for protection he was almost like a racketeer even as he even as a kid and the letter seems overly friendly
4: so uh, if he's if he's likely to be hunting gold, it's not like, not likely to be a um, clever business plan to make money. It's likely to be him lifting gold of somebody else.
1: Possibly. It's a It's a, do that do with that any information you want. Ed Squath is obviously a day or so away, and you you remember Malika as being a yeah a, a genuine rogue. It looks like he's moved on to onto bigger things.
4: Yeah, I'm just thinking I probably want to take him down rather than join him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah he's he wait, may wait, wait. one
4: of the people you hate.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay, no, so can, yeah. It's, it's like he's got... a wrong and he's, he's got some scam going on, so yeah. I'm
3: Got to score, Neil. You can take down scores.
4: Yeah. That's the word. So how long is it till the party now, John?
1: It's pretty soon, and you, you do notice, actually, around town... Ooh, I can do bustly, bustly sounds. Sorry, I'm Terribly, terribly remiss of me. I was just wondering if we've got time to do something else beforehand or not. Oh no, it's it's very it's very. Um... Athos's prime
3: motivator is to shake off his levels of exhaustion, so his brain's actually functioning. For having travelled all this way for the party, the meetings, the, the schmoozing, the socialising, the last thing you want is to be a grumpy old sod, half
1: moving rate. <laughs> Shuffling around looking, <laughs> angry, get
3: thrown out by the guard.
1: Your exhaustion you've definitely lost one level, so hang on. He
3: cool. sped up. sped up to normal Hatha speed now.
1: Fast Ooh. shuffle. Remove we'll that. And Bing. We'll um so your father's name is Sandar, by the way, uh Neil. Yeah. And you you don't know much about Lake Town. You've been there as a kid once or twice only. Uh, other than, you know, it's a basically a town pretty much on stilts out in the lake. And you're not sure how damaged that was from the, the dragon's attacks either. So. But yeah, you're sure you with with enough contact and enough time in Scroth, you'll be able to find the eel again. It's very bustling. Uh, the streets of Dale are packed and thronged with a lot of people bartering all sorts of things like that. It's it's extremely busy. There's lots and lots of stuff going on. Traders have come from a long, long way around to cool. the Great Market. It's the biggest in the North for many, many years. And it looks like there's quite a bit of coin being, being changed, changing hands. I mean, Sigma, you've never seen the town this wealthy. You can see all sorts of stuff. So Treasures and Wonders... From all parts of um, Rovalian. So, clothing and jewelry from Lake Town, leather and woofcraft from as far away as Merkwood, even wine from Dewinion, uh, Smithcraft from Dwarves in the Iron Hills, all people competing for, with each other to, to, to buy and sell stuff. You can see many of the stores offer toys, games, or curiosities. So, there are candied apples and figs, meat on sticks, ale wine, dwarf spirits, mead from the elves and all manner of delights to, to be had here. And the smells in the street are amazing. The, I mean, it's really make, makes you realize just how poorly you've eaten over the last 20 days or so. Carvings and banners celebrating the victory of the Battle of the Five Armies. And some stalls offer strange things too. Books of lore, ancient scrolls, magic talismans, charms and love potions, enchanted filters, rings that ward off evil, scales and claws from Smaug. To be honest, you look at them, they look more like bear or lizard, bear claws to you. <laughs> uh also you see two two fellows are arguing and eventually start brawling both accusing the other of selling a fake black arrow oh, that's the so uh there's you can see them pointing and swearing to each other uh one interesting thing is so some of the stalls are selling painted wooden or leather masks and they're doing a lot of business uh, and you've so sigma this is very new to you you never were aware that any festivals in dale people were were masked and it looks, from what you understand, this is a fashion imported from Darwinian. And you believe that almost everyone will wear them one tonight after the cer- ceremonial opening of the festivities. How uh, much
3: are these masks? We could discreetly have a look and just see if they're like so- stupidly cheap. We might as well pick one up even if we don't use it.
1: Yeah, they vary in, in price depending on on the the quality. But you can get masks from a copper piece up to a couple of silver um with a lot of kind of fine metal work built in so it's up to you I mean um if you, if you want to get yourselves a mask you can easily do that just kind of cross off the amount. yeah I think
3: um Hathas will get himself one for a copper just so that if we need to blend in he'll he'll just have a cheap one but at least he's showing willing yeah
1: okay sounds good um, yeah, I'll just, um yeah. so the market is in the obvious place on the map of Dale if you have still got the open the market square number nine so in many ways, this is the heart of the city. Market Square sits on the northern edge of the merchants' quarter, uh, nearly at the exact centre of Dale. Um, and when people, even from as far afield as you were, Hathus, you'd heard of the Great Market of Dale, and this is what that they must mean. Mm-hmm. Um, paved with stones in, of every colour from the other streets of Dale, set in patterns to identify the rightful pos- position of every seller in town. The Market Square would be a vast open area if not for the massive profusion of stalls, peddlers' carts, brightly colored tents and wagons that regularly cover it. With new traders coming and going daily, the goods available at the market change constantly. Merchants, travelers and locals come here in the hope of finding a fair trade, gaining a few coins, and sometimes to see something that never even imagined existed in the world. So it is pretty much anything is available to buy and trade here. It may not be at great prices for everything, but pretty much you'll be able to get access to anything here. Cool it's good to know in the streets around the market uh, you do remember this and you used to participate in this sigma when you were younger but there are games and diversions games of chance essentially a lot of a lot of um anything from like urchins who, who are playing like games of dice on the sitting on cobbles to much more formal setups in in tables under canvas and stuff are all there so the some of the most popular games there are riddle games there are song contests and there are games of just pure games of chance as well. If anyone wants to try their hand at any of those, get get me, a, let me
3: know. I have to sort of watch one of these riddle games to just get a sense of what is it? Just one-upmanship, or is money changing hand? Is it kudos? Is there a competition? You know that kind of stuff. It's kind of intrigued, but
1: yeah. So it looks like there are um, riddling contests where. Uh, it's a it's like a best of three where a pair of competitors will speak a riddle, the other will will get it and then yeah, yeah. they would switch around. So that seems to be the way the the rules work. Um if you're interested you could you could have a have a crack at that if you want.
3: I think Path is currently thinking he's got bigger fish to fry than riddle games. So. <laughs> I hear the White Council is electing a new member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> something of far more interest to Monin might be the song contest. So there are that that. So there is basically what looks like almost like an open tavern on the canvas. There's barrels of beer being served. Um, there is a little stage at the at the corner built up on some pallets, and on on the stage is a ratty old. Looking guitarist who looks like a complete drunkard, but he roughly holds a tune, um, and he's playing for people out of the audience to sing. Um, so happy for that if you want to do that. And there are other games like pure luck, like betting on which rat will make it out of a maze first, and all that kind of stuff. And it's money changing hands almost faster you can see. The only person that can really follow it is Sigma, and you you can see Sigma that there are definitely gangs at work around here, especially. Kids helping adults—you've seen like scams like this in the past.
4: I'm going to try and and act the innocent and scam the scammers.
0: (laughs) And Mona liked to leave most of his gold um, back at the inn uh, with the the reputable owner.
1: Very wise. (laughs) Okay, so gave a chance. Ah, you there? So you look like. Uh, it's your lucky day today come and bet on the uh which rat will make it out the maze first or how about and then there's another uh, bigger burlier guy ignore the bloody rats come and come and have a game of uh dwarven stones looks a bit like dominoes but the dominoes have got runes on and not not numbers and Are you any think, of them any of them
4: look like they're, they're they're scamming people to be honest they all look like they're scamming people <laughs> um other than other than the normal sort of fairground type scam we'll, you know we'll
1: yeah i mean way. so many of many of the um you you would probably say that the the biggest scam looks like it's actually give me skills see if you spot one uh detect scam tradition's skill and make it in the what town is? yeah you see a um an elderly dwarf who looks like he's running a card table and you're convinced that he is dealing off the bottom of the deck occasionally so it's like it's like a game of like um three card brag it's a fairly quick gambling game and he seems to it's pretty subtle he looks you think he's pretty good at it from your understanding you don't see him do it a lot but you're convinced you saw him do it a couple of times and he have won two pretty modest modest size hands uh, compared with some of the smaller change that were being gambled normally
4: if i if i can figure a way of, of essentially out cheating him and ruining him then then that's what i want to try and do yeah, I mean, you—you you, uh, will need a sleight of hand um, against his perception. Well, that's the one thing I'm really, really bloody good at. That and deception. Oh, that. You're fucking
1: amazing at that. Or, or deception. It kind of, you're really good at that as well. So, you, your choice, really. If you want to,
4: well, sleight of hand, I'm slightly better at. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, what, what you're, what you'll do, and you're, you're very astute at this. You're kind of used to doing this kind of scam yourself when you were a kid. You obviously haven't done it for years, but you're, you feign a bit of lack of knowledge about the game you play a few rounds to kind of get the feel for it you don't sense him cheating you're not betting a lot you're betting coppers but you haven't still sort going of to sensed him cheat uh but you you've you gain his trust enough that he'll kind of let you shuffle cards and stuff so that would be the time you could try a sleight of hand to pocket a card or something along those lines if you want yeah well essentially what i'm yeah I, I... All right. So uh, give me give me a slide of hand check. Uh, you can make it in the open and I'll mainly cuz you want a right old laugh and I'll make a perception check for him so. Okay. So he doesn't say anything to you about the cards you've you've taken. Okay. This stage is you're pretty much even. You've been playing for 10-15 minutes. Uh not really up, not really down. Do you want to put a larger bet on to see if you can like Yeah, yeah.
4: I I, I think I'm I'm on the verge of winning, I can feel it. I'm gonna oh, let's make no. this more interesting. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm gonna be completely um fucking uh stupid Guy of, with, My luck. luck's
3: just about to change.
4: Yeah.
1: It's oh, so big, can really um, make make it for me. Oh, what's the what's the bet then, good sir? Yeah, looks like your luck's in, the dwarf says to you. Uh what what is a reasonably large bet? Is a silver a lot? So
4: that's,
1: a silver is about So two silver is probably about one to two silver so is about a week's worth of wages.
4: Yeah, I'll go for silver then. Okay. Yeah, it's high enough.
1: Ooh. Uh, well, good luck then, sir, and he matches it. Give me... Because um, what you're going to have to do is, like, as you pick up your cards, put one in the pack, take one out out of only three cards, there's another sleight of hand against the perception check. Good luck. Don't get stabbed. So what am I making? Another sleight of hand.
3: That'll do it. Oh! oh.
1: You, uh... Twin. You absolutely thrash him, and he give me a an insight check as well. Looks a bit baffled as, you, as you're looking at his face to see if you can see a reaction from him. So you, you you look at him and um, he looks a bit annoyed, but he doesn't look like incredulous. He just looks a bit angry that he lost the oh, silver piece. Gold, gold on next time, Neil. <laughs> I think
2: that
4: might give the game
1: away somewhat. <laughs> yeah. You found your new vocation, just scamming scammers now. So um... I've got
4: this silmaril. Can I? Can I
1: bet that? <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, you. Um. Yeah. So uh, add a silver piece to your, your tracker.
4: Okay. That's not bad for ten minutes' work.
0: Half week's wages. Yeah.
4: Um, what I'm trying to do, John, is, is essentially take him out of the game so he doesn't harm any of the. Good people of Dale, or, or minimises harm to the good people of Dale. But okay. so
1: uh, I'll make one more slide of hand for the rest of the game, and I'll make one more. Are you sle- trying to
3: bankrupt him, Neil, or just oh, deny yeah. the service, or keep him just—you um, mean you can just tie him up in in fluff and winning, losing, winning, losing for the whole day. He makes nothing from it.
4: So you've—I think of... I think if he's not winning, that he's not going to spend a lot of time with me. But yeah, okay, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, just just okay, well, one more right.
1: uh, like a hand check for the like the rest of the time, and I will kind of make a decision on what he does based on the results. So. Okay, so you spend the next. Um, you start
3: eating his packed lunch in front of him. Hour, <laughs> hour <within.
1: laughs> you're even more. Subtle. I mean, you're getting a sense the longer you're playing that actually this guy might not be scamming you. Okay. He's not ever been. He's he's getting increasingly frustrated that you're winning quite a lot. Because the rules of the game, normally it's about I don't know, fifty-five percent chance that he'll win, forty-five percent chance you're winning, and you're winning about—you're not being too uh, stupid. You're winning about sixty-five percent, maybe. Uh, and he—he kind of looks at you a bit strangely, but doesn't say anything. You're way too subtle for that. But you don't get—you get a sense, having played with him for an hour, that he actually seems like quite an honest bloke. And you're now... Bastard now. You're ripping off the good guys. You're <laughs> scamming the honest
4: people. You made style. six silver.
3: You're ripping off Paul Daniels.
4: Well, you know, yeah, the guy... So. He's not going to like that. If you, want, if you want to play, then uh, you've got to take the risks. Is this well, six silver silver? You're, you're,
1: you are actually scamming him now, though. It's not the other way around. So God, I'll turn to the dark Once dance, side. I realise that, Come I'll, up, I'll But, you know, I, I, I've, I've beaten him. And everything. So, Neil, this is what you rolled on your traditions check to find a scammer. And you mm. get plus five to the roll. Oh, crap. <laughs> <No.
3: laughs> so, You've you taken please- down the only <laughs> good cardman in the whole <laughs> place.
0: Buttocks.
1: You swine. So you, you do realise that, but it, it took you about an hour of play that this guy... You've just he ruined straight he does look like a guy that knows your kind of sleight-of-hand tricks. And he doesn't look like a guy that is dealing you bad cards. You just misread it when you first met him. Oh, and you know, he's
3: 11 blind orphaned children. I not go hungry tonight. That's,
4: that's, well, that's the thing. Is, is there a look of, of grief and horror on his face? Or is he just—is it just disappointment? That is just sad, rueful. He, he's, no, so that's when he calls
1: it quits. He says, okay. well, your luck's too good today, sir. I, um,
3: oh, I have to go back to I, the wife I, and tell her that Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> have I go
1: and my youngest one's
3: kidneys? <laughs> <laughs> you have to sell you for medical experiment.
4: <laughs> Is it? Well, it's it, it's it's feast day, friend. So I've done well out of you. So here's one of your silvers back. He says, "Much obliged, sir,
1: and good luck with the rest of the tournament." I appreciate you. Uh, well, if you'd like to get elsewhere, you'd probably stay away from my table. But I wish you all the best. farewell and he 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 backs up, and he, you see him like he looks pretty old. He's like dodgy hips. He's like walking with a slight limp as he as he walks <laughs> up a side street with his head down.
4: It was yeah. Now, now that I'm essentially a man of good standing who who does work for, for King Bard, if this if if I can expose scammers or, or you know essentially stop people like I used to be from ruining the day for the people, then I, I'll do so. If if, yeah. if, if, yeah. if you, you balls that one up well, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, if I come out, I come out a bit better off than you know, that's no bad. Does. That's
1: that's good as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it's quite okay. Your next option. So you all bought masks. Um, you discover after basically you, you're almost overwhelmed by the market and the the areas around it. Um, So at twilight, a crowd gathers around the fountain in the square commemorating the fall of Smaug in front of the royal palace. So the royal palace is number 14. Number 14, that place there. And that dot in there is the fountain. A procession of nobles and courtiers emerges from the great front gate and is welcomed by cheers and shouts from all bystanders. The group is led by Dane, king under the mountain, and a trio of elven emissaries clad in green and gold. They are followed by the master of Lake Town. And last, King Bard makes his appearance, followed by his most trusted counsellors. And you you recognise Odvar. Uh, he's still the old gruff old fellow that you met, walking with, looking even more white-haired, walking with a bit of limp. And so uh, most of his counsellors, you can tell, are probably uh, all were archers from the garrison here, who formerly served in his company when he was just a captain in Esgaroth. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and Odvar would fall into that category. King Bard steps forward to address the crowd. His dwarf-wrought crown glitters in the light of many lanterns. His frame is as lean and hard as it was when he brought down the dragon, but this night his grey eyes are alight with joy. "'People of Wilderland!' he shouts. "'Years ago we were strangers to each other. As we hid in shadows, we were afraid of a world where dragons ruled and orcs were free to plunder. Then one day our worst fears came upon us and threatened to bury us forever, together with our weaknesses and worries.' The crowd goes silent as an old man wrapped in a cloak and hood emerges from among the king's counsellors and takes place by Bard's side. Bard continues his speech. But then the clouds that darkened our days were torn by the wind and a red sunset slashed the west. We fought together at the Battle of the Five Armies. And you can hear moaning a number of veterans in the crowd cheering at that. Um, And we prevailed together. And today we are here to testify that since that day we stand united and at that the crowd erupts. The old man casts aside his hood and guess who it is? It's Gandalf. And cloak and he raises a tall staff. Gandalf the Grey has come to Dale. Suddenly the staff of the wizard blazes forth with a flash and behind the royal palace the sky of a Dale erupts with the most amazing firework display you've ever seen bright enough to illuminate the flanks of the mountains, flowers and trees and candelabras and shooting stars, and then a flock of great golden eagles that burst like the dawn. He speaks and he says, Many years ago, I myself dared to pass the doors of the necromancer in Dol Guldur for the second time to secretly explore his ways. What I discovered in that occasion is not a matter that I will discuss here, but suffice it to say that I found the place to be even darker and oppressive than before. I will say no more, but I am seeking... The leaders of your lands to counsel with me, in Bard's King Bard's uh, providing hospitality for the over the next few days, but that is dark tales and dark discussions for the council members at a later time. Right now, I would leave it to you to enjoy the celebrations and hand back over to Bard. You. You get a sense, and the, the crowd breaks from that. Bard is welcoming people formally to the Mass Ball this evening, where the people start to mingle. Bard uh, is too busy to see you, but Odvar comes up and it, he explains that there is a council taking place. Gandalf is basically having a lot of meetings privately. He won't be able to take part in the celebrations himself. And he's basically the only only way you'll really be able to speak with him is via bard so bard and gandalf go back inside the palace after uh after the closing of the ceremonies and people looks like they're traveling probably for an hour or so the mass ball starts so if you wanted to go and meet with gandalf and bard you'd probably need to do it in the next hour so i'll leave it up to you your option is to go and try and meet in some of the council members in some of the private meetings you you heard from odvar that gandalf's like to be leaving uh, tonight. He's not going to stay for any of the celebrations, and then if you want, you can just go to the Mars Ball and explore what's going on there, meeting some meeting some people, and then enjoying the rest of the festivities. So,
0: might as well go and have, have a chat, see what what they're what they're about.
1: Yeah, I think we should do. I mean,
2: there's no reason not to, is there? Why wouldn't you want to see his road buddies? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Fourth, exactly. By the Time we bumped into him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if we do, what's priority?
2: I think we should find out what his, what his uh, concerns and plans are and see if we can anyway, plan out in
1: them. Yeah.
2: He's find out not- if, presumably, Radagast told him
3: about the chain and dragons and such like.
1: Actually, I'll speed this up a little bit, guys, so I can give you some information. Gandalf, Gandalf comes out um, himself, strangely, and he said, Yeah, it wasn't chance that I met you fellas on the road a, a lot of times. I wanted to make sure you got here. I've got some information, really important information to tell you. Come with me, and it's it, like completely expected. Could have stopped for this at any point. <laughs> Could have just said, "Hi,
3: I'm glad I bumped into you before we get there." A pre-meeting meeting.
1: No, he he hadn't met with Radagast then, so okay. he, So he communi- He carries on what he was communicating. Um, it looks like he's been a meeting a, a lot of a lot of people here, uh, but he discovers that Dolguldur is even darker and oppressive than it had been before. And it seemed to me that a new power had allied itself with the necromancer and ruled the deeper pits of Dolguldur. Uh, and he said, it, it was there that I found Thrain, the father of Thor and Oakenshield, wandering witless and near death in the blackest dungeons. I came too late and he died before I could help him, but his last words he uttered, the name of his jailer and tormentor, the Gibbet King. I fled that accursed place before the necromancer could spy my presence, but I knew that my visit didn't go unnoticed. I felt the eyes of that dreadful lord of prisons upon me. The gibbet King saw me, but seemed content to let me go for some reason. He seems worried. I mean, you've never seen him look concerned before. But he said, I am now concerned that when you were in the marshes, and the story that Radagast said about the chain there is not unlinked to this old jailer from Guldur. I'm now worried about the true nature of that spirit uh, that you last saw on the Dwimmerhorn. I'm too busy to do much now, but just tell me what you you know about the spirit he tells you a li- little more than you've got there it's it's a very powerful it scared gandalf it was not something that he wanted to mess around with but he does he did know its well its name or what what thrain called it and he the tale itself is is a probably concerned to you and that and that bit of a cliffhanger note discovering a new f- evil that Gandalf was tied together to your activities at the Dwimmerhorn.
3: Is he saying that the creature we encountered at the Dwimmerhorn was the gibbet King? Uh,
1: he said it could, but from what... The, the way Radagast described it to him in the questions he asked you just now, mm-hmm. he said that it sounds like very much the spirit that I encountered in Dolguldur. And does he know
3: that Irrame battled it, etc.? He...
1: he
3: the story of Irimae's battle with it.
1: He didn't know, so he thanks you for that and says, I haven't seen her for, and then he shakes head. Oh, for for a long time. Um, uh, she travelled west or was planning to, is my understanding.
3: Mm-hmm. We were escorting her and assailed by this. She was assailed by this creature and fought him all night, and we were transported, I think, to the prisons of Dol in a spirit, in sort of dream world. And then when we prevailed there and rejected the offers there, we could come back and aid Ireme in whatever small way we could. And she prevailed with her strength and spirit. But she looked shaken afterwards.
1: Hmm. I did not know that. I will seek Irimae as well. She may have more insight into this foul creature. Well, I, I unfortunately I have much... Much to many more people to speak with. Uh, enjoy the festival. I think dark, dark times were ahead, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. And please, no, no communicating of any of this to the good folk of Dale. We don't want to worry them unduly. Our
0: lips are sealed.
1: And with that, he whisks into another meeting and you're kind of
0: escorted out. And that's where we'll leave this episode and this season. Said mostly what I wanted to say at the beginning of this. But just to reiterate, thanks very much for sticking with us and watching and listening, following and subscribing. It's Not the end of this channel. There will be other podcasts, but they'll be in a much more focused manner. As always, happy gaming. Cheers.